I am Laura McCowan. And I am Holly Whitaker. And this is Home Podcast. And so it would begin. It's been so long forgotten. (laughs) And we're both sick. Oh, yeah. Happy New Year, everybody. 2018. I know, right? What are you sick with? Just like a stupid head cold coffee thing. I don't know. Yeah. How about you? Yeah. Same? Um, it's kind of chesty, no nasally. I don't know. It's a Yeah. I would say mine like feels more Oh, I don't know. It feels a little bit more it's not the flu, but it feels more fluish. I had, you know, I have aches and um I don't maybe it's a cold. Who the fuck knows what the difference is between the two? I mean, does anybody? Yeah. No, nobody does. No one does. Maybe doctors, but anyway. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I I was bound to get sick. I had a sick right? kid and the dude I'm kissing regularly has been sick for like a while and – uh, I, and I, I, it's happens every time when I'm like, I never get sick. As soon as I say that, you get, I sick. get sick. Yeah. So I'm never going to say that again. Don't you remember when I was sick almost like every other week for a while? I feel like that was a thing. Yeah. Do you remember when I was on, like, cause I remember recording. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, hey. <laughs> oh, hey, you're sick again. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was around. I think this came on because I was around my sister's kids. I think kids are disgusting. Oh, for sure. I think they make me sick. Um, yeah, usually even if if I'm sick, I don't get it, but they are. They 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 are little germ carriers. Yeah. My God. So anyway, yeah, I think it was. I think it was the children's fault because it got Megan was sick, but I was only around her for like six hours by the time I got sick, so it wasn't enough of an incubation for it to be her fault. Megan's super sick. Can't anyway. blame it on Megan. Can't blame it on Megan this time. And now um, it's so it's so stop. cold here. It's it's negative stop. single digit something. Oh my god, this cat. Sorry, she's just. Did she bite you? Yeah, she's really fucking painful. I'm doing a water bottle. Seriously, it's right. You're gonna get sprayed in your face. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a cat abuser. Um, I mean, it's, it's not, not a really. that's not cat abuse. But I have a water bottle now, and it's got water in it and I spray her with it as long as you don't put like you know poison vinegar or <laughs> arsenic what'd you say poisonic <laughs> you said poison I don't know it's oh. possible it's totally possible that I said poisonic anyway poisonic cool um so yeah so hey so it's hey. 2018 well I mean no, it's, it's not. not we're recording this <laughs> New Year's Eve. <laughs> well, um, yeah. I mean, it's interesting, right? Because 2016, we were like, oh, fuck you, 2016. 2017 is going to be our year. And now everyone's like, oh, fuck you, 2017. Everything's going to happen in 2018. And I just feel like, you guys, do you see the theme? It's getting so much worse. Like, we're just – we're going to be like, you know, wiped out and we're like, oh, but 2021 is so good. <laughs> it's got to be okay in 20, 2021. Um, yeah. Anyway. I know. I, I, I mean, personally, 
this year wasn't wasn't like it was on a national and global scale. And I, you know, it wasn't at even close to a rough, like my worst year. Um, personally, and it was yeah, personally, it, it was 2016 bad personally. Were we saying that? I would, I don't think I would have said that. No, I mean, it just felt like a lot as a country. <laughs> well, as a country, DJT came into office and, or, you know, got elected in November. And I like I it on broad, broad, on uh, broad city. They bleep out his name. Um, I don't like <laughs> mentioning. I just think it's so pointless to mention. Um, well, that's what happened. I mean, <laughs> real. That's what started the poop. Can't we say the, like the, the election? The um, <laughs> right. Okay. I we, mean, won't, it did. we won't mention him for the rest of the Who? episode. How's that? Right. Exactly. Um, but the, but it was, I, th- I think 2016, we were just like, what the fuck? And then in 2017, um, I don't, I just can't even, I don't even know what to say. You know, I just, I mean, I, last night I don't do this very often. I do this like maybe once a month. I went, I couldn't sleep and I thought, here's what'll help me rest. Let me go through the news headlines. <laughs> And so I went on my phone and I went through the news headlines and it's like two security guards shot in a motel in Las Vegas. Um, And then, you know, by this 29-year-old gunman who shot himself in the head. And then the next – no, this is just last night. And it's like then the next story is about how this guy, this 25-year-old guy from L.A. did something called swatting, which is where he he hoaxed a – a, a, a crisis and got the, I think the Kansas city or the Wichita police city police to go to some man, some, some man who he didn't went to the wrong house. He said that this man had, had killed his father and was holding his family hostage. This father, this guy that like just got, he got shot to death by the SWAT team because somebody pranked no, all the police. Stop. Okay. And this woman shot her pit bull to death. And like, I mean, it was just like I was, and I just mean it to say I went on for, this was within 10 minutes, I lost all my will to live. (laughs) I I just, I can't even, it's so when you look at what's happening around us, doesn't it just feel, I mean, it just feels like, I mean, obviously it is, it's coming apart. And and I've, I've kind of said this, like, I think it has to come apart so that we can create a new society but it just feels very painful right now. Very scary. Very, um, and, and that in 2017, it was just, I think, um, it was overwhelming. It was like a fire hose of, yeah. of that and very overwhelming. Yes. It was yeah. like, um, <clears throat> landmines everywhere. And yeah. So, not to be like, well, we're just gonna. No, I don't. We, I mean, we have, you know. Right, but this is but, not what this show is about right now. No, I get it. Is that what you're saying? But, shut up, Holly. Yeah, because I no, <laughs> no, not telling you to shut up. <clears throat> wow. Um, but we are we're gonna look forward, right? We want to look forward. We want to do a best of and not do worst of. Yeah. What? No. I think what we're gonna do is we're gonna first of all. Um, we're going to make any announcements we have to make. Number mm-hmm. one. Number two. Um, 
we're going to snort our snot instead of using Kleenex. Right. Number three, we're going to um, talk about this article that Gabrielle Glazer wrote in the New York Times. And then the next thing we're going to do is just we're going to talk about um, like uh, just do a check in because we haven't we haven't talked in a while. Um, so do you have anything to announce before we move in? Anything to promote about either the show or about your work? No, I don't have anything to promote with my work. I'm, the Big Air Yes is underway. We begin this week. And um, and I, yeah, I have a one retreat that I know I'm doing, which is invite only to past retreaters, which is happening in March. And I don't even know why I'm talking about it because no one else because can no- come. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're a dick. Sorry. Um, no, um, got it. no, I have nothing wise to announce, but I do want to tell people about this show. You guys were going to make a um, a big push for this show to get some real support, meaning um, I, I don't want to say it that way. You guys, we've been listener supported from the beginning, almost the beginning, and everyone is amazing, but we want to not have to rely on that. And we are making a big push to get some um, either sponsorships or other type of um, backing for the show. And the best thing you can do for us is to go on iTunes and rate us if you have not already um, and leave a review yes. and tell us what you think. Well, they don't even the have to leave a review. All you have to do is do a star rating. All you have to do is rate us. It takes like – I know, but, it, like- but you could do that extra little like, oh, hey – Shout out. It does help because you can see how hey. many comments. Okay. All right. Sounds good. That seems like a lot of work for people. And we um, live in a world where this matters. <laughs> um, what about you? Cool. Um, Hip Sobriety School starts tomorrow. So this comes out on the 3rd, I think, and it starts tomorrow. Um, as we're recording this, uh, we're close to sold out. Um I you can always check with us admin at hipsobriety.com. I think we're by now we've probably pulled the by the time this comes out we'll have pulled the registration down. Um but sometimes we do have people back out at the last minute that gives us some space. Um <clears throat> Hip Sobriety School is an 8-week program to help you uh support you on your path to uh well you can say renegotiating your relationship with alcohol, quitting, um, getting stronger in your sobriety. Uh, we have people that join us that are still drinking, aren't sure that they would have quit, people that are uh, newly sober, people that have been um, in recovery for years. Uh, and so you can email us at admin at hipsobriety.com. Um, you can get on the wait list for the next school at the hipsobrietyproject.com. Um, yeah, I think that's all I got. Okay. Love it. Okay. We have have TT sweatshirts in our store. Uh, Can I just say, I'm, I have, I wore that so much over this break that my uh, modern family and friends that I spent time with in Vermont um, asked me to take it off because they they were sick of looking at it. (laughs) I love that sweatshirt though. It's so, it's It's so comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. It's not American apparel, which by the way is back online. There is now American apparel online. Did you know that? Interesting. I have to find out what happened because I'm, I've tracked them. I listened to a whole like history of. Oh, well they fired their pervy founder who now started LA apparel and then they closed all their, I think they filed bankruptcy and then they closed all their actual brick and mortars and then they just, re-upped their online store. Um, so they're selling everything through their online store. Yeah. 
So um, no retail, just online. Just online, and it's the same. Like, it's probably I'm Amazon. So... Amazon probably fucking bought them. Just yeah, I know. Like everything else. Yeah, um, Whole Foods is here. I was like, I wait, <laughs> stop. I know. It's terrifying. Um, okay. Shall we? Okay, so the first thing that we're going to talk about is this article that Gabrielle Glazer ta- that wrote. And I have remained silent on Gabrielle Glazer for a while. Um, she deep is breath. the, huh? Deep breath. A deep breath. She's the author of, um, she's the author of her best kept secret. And, um, she and, uh, insanity of AA, I think, hold on, give me a second to kind of like pull up my, you have to, so I need to, I need to tell everybody the full title of the book because it's important. Her best kept secret, why women drink and how they can regain control. Yes. Okay. Okay. So that's her book. And I read it. It was one of the first books that I read. I actually heard her speak at a conference at Health 2.0. She got up and she was saying, women's drinking is out of control. And Health 2.0 is a, it's a, um, a conference that, uh, I was, that I've been involved in. I was a producer at it at a certain point. It's, it's, uh, it's just, uh, how do I even say it? It's like a, um, it's a showcase of all of the new technology companies in the health tech sector. And she gets up on stage and she talks about her book. And then she says, I want to tell you about this alarming trend with women and drinking. Um, please go do something with it. I go up to her backstage and she is drinking a glass of wine. And, um, at the, like in the events area and I walk up to Around her. Around what time is this? Like your, like 2000 and this is 2013. Um, yeah. I'm newly sober. I walk up to her. This is what I'm using when I'm rocking the label alcoholic. And I, I said, I just wanted to tell you when he was Holly, I'm an alcoholic. And she grabs my <laughs> so face <weird. laughs> and says, no, 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 no. You're not sweetheart. And then like grabs my face. Uh, and Ooh. I was so, I mean, no, I mean, it's not like, I don't want to make this a, uh, like, I just, I want to be really clear on this I because know, I have I spoken with her many times and I do know I her. I can't imagine you, um, someone grabbing your face. That's all. I and telling you like, you're not an alcoholic. I know it was, but I don't want to make this like a, I don't want to, I want to talk about her work and not, you know, her. Um, mm-hmm. and so she, um, she grabbed my face and she said, no, you're not. Like, and she started asking me about my ancestry and, um, you know, asking me if I, if I, if I was of, you know, something European descent. And I said, what? You know, and I said, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. I really can't drink. And, um, and that was my first introduction to her. And we, we went back and forth. We, uh, you know, we kept talking. I, I sent her a couple of my articles and I, um, and then she wrote this piece called The Irrationality of Alcoholics Anonymous. And this is when I'm still forming how to talk about my experience in AA. And it, let, let's be really clear here. This is somebody that has not struggled with alcohol addiction. Okay. This is a woman right. who is talking about alcohol addiction, who has not struggled with alcohol addiction and, um, and I, and I, there's a very important piece of this because, um, because that's a, it's a different, it's a diff, uh, anyway. So anyway, when yeah, she, you don't she even wrote, need to clarify that. I mean, no, that's, right. Yeah. She, she did drink, a, she was concerned about her drinking at a certain point. Um, she, and she took naltrexone. She, she's a proponent of naltrexone and she got her drinking under control and doesn't drink, you know, it, her drinking doesn't concern her anymore. And so she wrote a piece though, 
somebody she's someone that hasn't struggled with addiction and she wrote a piece called the irrationality of alcoholics anonymous so meaning she's somebody that hasn't had to use alcoholics anonymous or had that be Mm -hmm. one of her choices and she wrote a piece that was on ah it was a it was a it was a um an attack it was an attack a scathing attack a scathing attack piece on on aa and this was like, in, as what I'm forming, you know, just to kind of get the background here, when I read that, I was like, this is what I never want to say. Like, this is not a mm-hmm. position that's helpful. Um, and, and also, I think it went into talking about how ridiculous things like equine therapy are and all these other treatments. And she's a big, like, from what I've boiled down, and I don't want to speak on her behalf, but what, from what I've ga- gotten from it, she's a huge proponent of taking naltrexone. So she thinks naltrexone is great and she thinks that certain interventions are great and she thinks like foofy stuff is bullshit. And I do agree right. there's a lot of fluff and a lot of excess in rehab. They're, you know, they charge a lot for certain things, but I do think that like I also obviously believe in holistic recovery and I think you have to you know, a psychic is part of my recovery plan. So anyway, check back to, so that there was that piece on it that everybody sent to me and I was like, I have no, I have nothing to say and I'm not sharing this piece. <laughs> it's, it's not helpful. And, um, and it's not written by somebody who's had to use AA, which is such a huge thing. And then yesterday I got this article, America, can we talk about your drinking? And in it, she's talking about excessive, how we are drinking too much. And she puts stats in there. And then she ends it with this interesting story about a woman <laughs> who. Woman named Jane. A woman named Jane. Okay. So she says. Let me just read this part. I've been inspired by stories of people I've met who've overcome drinking problems. One of my favorites is Jane, a Virginia businesswoman who found her drinking spiraling out of control after her company went under in 2009. She used a harm reduction suggestion. And by the way, she Andrew Tatarski, the man she references in this, is a harm reduction psychotherapist. Um, so she is in the like, she, anyways, I'll get to that, the punchline. Um, I've been inspired by stories of people I've met who've overcome drinking problems. One of my favorites is Jane, a Virginia businesswoman who found her drinking spiraling out of control after her company went under in 2009. She used a harm reduction suggestion of abstaining for 30 days, at first a challenge, and then reintroduced alcohol while chronicling her thoughts, feelings, and cognitive abilities after each drink on note cards. She recognized the stark pattern. She felt happy and lucid after her first and second drinks, but sloppy and maudlin after her third and fourth. Maudlin, what the fuck is... (laughs) Sorry. She taped the note cards on her refrigerator and kept them up for a year as a reminder of how bad she felt after that third drink. Years on... She still thinks about those notes, especially during these stressful times. More often than not, she switches to water. Happiness, she said, doesn't come in a bottle. And so what she's basically saying is... That's the end of the article. That's the end of the article. That's the the end of the article. So her favorite story about a woman that's overcome a drinking problem is not a woman that doesn't drink. It's a woman that's managed to keep alcohol in her lives, which is basically her entire... She talks about how we're drinking too much, how AA is bullshit, and how... Her success stories are people that have managed to moderate successfully. So guess what kind of notes I got yesterday? Notes from people that were sober for – newly sober, sober for a year, who are asking – who who hear this kind of shit and then wonder, what's wrong with me? Why can't I – like maybe I could reintroduce alcohol and try and moderate it. Maybe my – you know, maybe my success story, like Jan, is that I can – you know, is that I – Jane, whatever, is that I can work my ass off and spend all this time – to try and keep alcohol in my life, like that is the fucking cure all. Is that we get to drink a point? It's anyway. So it's so fucking ridiculous, and it's also so. It's like 
I, it's like me walking around. It's, it honestly, I know I'm so choked up. I'm so pissed, but it would be like me, like walking around and talking about motherhood, right? Like I don't talk about motherhood because I'm not a fucking mother. All right. And I think this Mm -hmm. article is somebody that has never struggled with an addiction and she's walking around and this is her thing. She keeps writing about it and writing about it in a way that is like, I'm sorry. It's so fucking harmful. And I know that we should be able to make up our minds. Like I I can't, we we can't control the shit that goes out there. We just can't like, you cannot control like, like other, how other people react to like, you know, it's the same idea as saying that we're responsible for how people interpret, you know, AA in the 12 steps or that we're responsible for. It's just like when you said to, when that guy said, Laura, you know, when he, when he, when he gave you shit for talking about how there is nothing wrong with you and how mm-hmm. he said, Laura, when you tell people there's nothing wrong with you, then you're giving them the ability to, you know, to say that they, they can maybe drink. And it's just like the same idea. Like she, she's not responsible for other people drinking. We're responsible for it, right? Like we, when we read stuff like this, it's up to us to interpret it. But I do have to say, if any of you have read this article, please take it with a grain of salt and remember that this is a woman that is fighting to keep alcohol in her life and who has not struggled with it, who's who's not driven drunk with her kids in her car, who has not woken up mm, in the morning right. and drank, who's not almost lost her life because of it, who didn't have to fucking go to an AA meeting because she had no other choice, right? Like, this right. is a woman who, like, who invests, it's a journalist who investigated women and drinking, who has never actually had to suffer the consequences of what it means to go down the rabbit hole of fucking alcohol addiction. And so take it with a grain of salt when you read that her idea of a success story is somebody that can keep alcohol in her life because that is what she has done. It's a reflection of her own success story. Well said. Yeah, I mean, I it was the same thing. I, I Someone sent it to me too. Um, like someone found it and then a couple of people... Oh, I'm and sorry. I'm just I'm scrolling Twitter, which I I should know better to do about the article. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I would just echo what you said. I think the the hardest thing is that it. This is someone who is writing for the New York Times. Um, I would be very curious to see if the New York Times would publish a piece saying, um you know, a rebuttal against this type of, of thing. She's gotten a lot of press by taking this stance, right? Oh, it's yeah. Where she became a New York Times bestselling author by doing it because of the reasons you said. I mean, I would have heard something like this and felt the exact way that I would have thought, oh, my God, yeah, and you just need to try harder. I mean, first of all, let's think about this, okay? The punchline of her story is the best, the, the story that stands out most to me of all these success stories is this woman who chronicled, think of what it takes to do this, first of all. I'm going to drink and I'm going to write down how I feel, think, and what my cognitive abilities are. I'm going to have one drink. And then I'm going to do it after my second drink. And then I'm going to do it after my third drink. And then I'm going to do it after my fourth drink. Okay, how much effort does that actually take, first of all? And then you say, huh, I noticed that the first two I feel good. Well, no shit, because your brain's flooded with dopamine. And then, and then because it's a depressant, you start to feel the actual effects of what's happening. 
after three or four. And this, she chrono, she keeps those things up on her refrigerator for a year, years, multiple years to just remind herself to switch to water. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Like, is that really the best we can do? Nope. Like, really? Is that <laughs> really the best that we can do? Like, that's how much we want to keep this stupid shit in our lives. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> if we had to do this with it. bananas, like, if we had to do this, right? Like, she really wanted to keep bananas in her life. And so she wrote notes about how her third banana made her feel. Or Coke. Or sugar. Or any, like, if or cigarettes. Or any other right. thing. But we're like, oh, good for Good for her. Oh, God, she won. She, she won. Did Jane it. won the battle. Jane won. And by the way, guys, the, the the okay. So there's just the ridiculousness of that, right? And then 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 there's the the part about like I literally didn't stop ever. Could not stop after two. Like maybe sometimes I would, but that was never the point for me. It was never even. It's so fucking misses the point of like you said what it's like to be someone who struggles with alcohol addiction and but I would have kept tried to keep the dream alive for who knows how long and I would love to hear the story of Jane like Jane decided that she was going to not drink and chronicle how she felt for two years and see what happened in Jane's life and like this the the what did she call it giddiness no it was I lost it because I went on Twitter the like um happiness here it is here I'm gonna use these exact words happy and lucid the happiness and lucidity that she felt in the like what hour you know of her first and second drinks was that actually like what is that worth that like hour versus what what you might what might happen if you decide to like not do a thing that you've just <laughs> that, you've, that you've like fought so hard to like keep in your life. It's so weird. It's so weird. Sometimes I have to pull out of it like completely. And someone wrote me a letter recently and they're like, it's just so strange that it's just liquid. Like it's just liquid. And I'm like, I know you have to almost like, like really pull out of it sometimes and think to and, like, look at it and go this thing, this like, I'm looking at a glass of water right now or coffee has like, it's running my life. Like for something to, to, for you to organize yourself around something for years, meaning she still looks at the notes. She's still right. Like, how weird is that? Right. I don't care what it is. I don't want anything running my life like that. So it's, it's crazy. And yeah, I, I, I think, uh, (laughs) I, I, I I was going to share it and say something about it. And then I was like, you know, I don't really want to do that. But um, but I might still because or actually, you know what I might do? I might write the New York Times and just see if they would bite. Because there if you look at the comments on it, it's it's really funny. Um, you see people going, oh, yes, the first and second drinks help me sleep. And, you know, it's like goes on and on and on like that. Um, so anyway. Yeah, not down, not our favorite thing. Okay. Before you go to a party hall, before you set out on your week, it's useful to have a plan, just like athletes have game plans. 
That's what it says. <sighs> okay. I can't. I'm done. Okay. So, um, all right. So let's talk about, let's talk about like a check-in. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. What do you want to talk about first? You go. You tell me which, you oh. tell me which thing you want to talk about first and then I'll pose it to you. <laughs> I want to talk about, um, let's just get love out of the way. Laura, how's love going for you? <laughs> well, okay. Since this well, is I'm a, glad you asked, Holly. <laughs> I'm so glad you asked, Holly. I yes. really want to talk about this. Um, I was you do. Since the, you never do, but you no, actually I, want to do it first. Interesting. Yeah, but everyone. Like get love out of the way because the rest of them sound boring. Like I don't have an. I like. I don't know what I have to say about sobriety. Um, well, you just did. You just actually had a lot to say about sobriety. So um. that's true. That's true. So I love. Um, I was since well, this is like a you know the end of the year, beginning of 2018 show. I was thinking of two, a lot happened in 2017. It was it, just from a pure like um, travel standpoint. I was looking at all my trips. Here. I don't know why I was doing that, but I traveled a lot and I was thinking about with regards to men, I had a couple of really good bottoms this year, like in the love slash men slash romantic area. And I remembered I was looking at this picture that I posted uh, when I was in Monterey when uh, I perceived that well, there's a whole thing that happened in Monterey. I need to, that needs to be a whole chapter in a book, <laughs> what happened in Monterey, but. When your coven wouldn't remem- let you fly. Remember, yeah, remember when, do you remember Monterey? Do you, do you know what I'm talking about? Like, I. It was when that guy, Andrew, the fuck shit, like sent you, like, whatever, just ghosted. Yeah, and then I, you were with your friends and you were trying to leave and they invited you to stay for an extra night and you allowed yourself to be held well, by women. Yeah, I swear the, the 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 real interesting part of my psychology <laughs> that I don't even know if I told you this, but I was already planning on going home on Sunday, and because we had like made plans, I um me and me and a I switched my flight to come back on Saturday so I could have like an extra day to hang out. This is a dude I'd never met. Okay. I was uh-huh. just excited to hang out with him. I switched my flight so I could have like maybe an extra day to hang out with him. Uh-huh. Um, so I was already, you know, doing the hustle thing. And then, it, it, and then he went like cold on me and I, and I was with all these women who like know my shit and, and wouldn't really let me, like, my instinct was to just fly home anyway and see what happens. And they were like, yeah, maybe you want to do this a little bit differently and just call it off. And so I did. And then I was like, and then I, and then he just didn't respond, like, just went dark, you know, forever. And I had like a fucking breakdown. Like, ru- I'll never forget. I was running on the Monterey coast and I, like my whole body was lit up and it was about what was happening with him but it it was about every time I've done you know I've been in a situation like this and I just fucking melted and then I and then I sat there I went on my 
like when I got back from my run, I sat there and just let them like talk to me and I couldn't do, I, I didn't leave the room or like go take a nap or go get back on Bumble or do something, you know, I just let myself sit there and, um, the whole neck and I never, like, I didn't hear from him for, for like weeks and weeks. And, uh, it was just like when you it was a, it's hard to describe, but it was the worst bottom. Like it was like, oh, you just have to sit there in your shit <laughs> and try and not do anything. And I was alone the entire next day in Monterey hanging out. And it's like this beautiful place. And here I am, like, I feel like I'm like dying inside. It was just such a stark, like, oh, you're like, this is like the way that you torture yourself. Like, this is the way that you will take yourself down, you know, and you have been taking yourself down over and over again. And so I thought of that. And then that was kind of just a turning point for me with with guys, like something about that hit the place where I was like, I, I got to do better for myself. And slowly, but uh, surely I started to crawl, crawl out of that. And you know what happened after that is I let go of like, I closed the door on a bunch of relationships that would had just been like hanging out there for years, you know, like little flirtations and one in particular that we did a whole episode on. And I just shut the door on all of that. It was like, it was like getting sober again. It was like, I'm, yeah. I'm not going to do this thing anymore. Yeah. And it was, it was hard. It was really hard. And, but it also wasn't, you know, it was like, oh, this is time. Like you could keep going on like this. You could keep all this shit up, all these little fucking things that you fuck around with and like haven't, and they all exist basically in my phone. Um, some in my real life and you can, or you can shut it all down. And I, I'll never forget like that day I went through and I blocked like eight numbers in my phone and deleted them and I didn't look back I didn't look back after that it was amazing and how many times have I done that before right yeah like on some level and I just but I I don't know it was such a big turning point and for the first time this fall I was in a place where I was like it actually like went down the list in priorities like it wasn't ruling me anymore and uh I don't know, man, that uh, I'm not doing a good job of explaining it, but that I think I said in a prior episode, it was like a second sobriety like that was harder. Uh, I could have never done it if I wasn't sober and and it was really fucking hard and painful and lonely and but also like almost immediately I started to feel better about myself just like sobriety. It was like, oh, I was, because I was chipping away at my self-esteem like so bad, so bad and thinking it was innocent, you know, keeping all that shit alive and like letting all these fucking men, anyway, that's what's going on in my love life. And now I'm seeing someone and I'm, you know, it's not without like stuff and that's not even like the cherry on top it's not like oh seeing someone it's going great it's more just like yeah I'm seeing someone and I'm not fucking insane yeah most of the time 
Yeah. I mean, I think that you and I both had a second sobriety. I think that both you and I, we've talked about this. I don't think we've just said it once. I think we've actually said it for years. Throughout the year. Since, yeah. No, I think we started saying since this. Since the beginning since, of the show. Yeah. <laughs> like our third show was on dating or fourth show or fifth show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I think it's, um, I mean, I think it's, I, I, I'm, um, I was thinking last night, um, I was thinking about this last night and I, I was thinking about how, um, I was thinking about how when I started, uh, how in 2014, I, uh, how, when, um, when I met Justin, how, uh, crazy I was that I would actually that I actually after you know having having you know texting him and and not dating him and and having sex with him I how I told him I loved him and um and how I would just and and this and the stuff I would send to him and like I would send to Mimi meme memes memes with like I mean I was just (laughs) crazy I would send to memes with like the words like I love you. I hate you. I can't, you know what I mean? I just like, I was thinking about this last night and I was just, Mm. because that's me. That is like, it's, I can't reject that, that, do you know what I'm saying? Like I have to totally incorporate that part of my experience into, I can't reject her. Like I have to have Mm -hmm. so much compassion for where I was at. And I had to start from the beginning. Um, I had to start from, my, I mean, truly my five-year-old self, um, yeah. dealing with boys, but I still yeah. have to deal with her. I mean, she still is like, there's, you know, forever, forever, but you're different. I mean, I remember we, you know, some of our first conversations were you calling me and this goes both ways between us calling me after having like, you know, feeling like off the earth <laughs> because of something Justin did. You know, and and having to like bring yourself back, and you you don't, yeah, that's you have come a long, long way since then. Yeah, well, I'm not. I mean, I'm not. I'm not that anymore. I'm. Mean, I don't. I mean, it's not that that doesn't exist within me, but it doesn't rule me. I mean, these parts don't like the parts of us don't ever just. They don't just. We don't cut them off. They don't die. It's just we like we like it. I've incorporated that into well, you've my. You've done a lot of work. Yeah, yeah, I've done a lot of work. Um, I've done a, a ton of work on it, and so, um, so yeah, I don't know where I'm at right now with um with this. I just I I stopped using dating apps about uh, two weeks ago, and um, just for good. I just can't do. I I mm-hmm. don't. I mean, I just had this. I was in the bathtub and. I was reading something and it just said, you know, the answer already. And I know that and I live by that. And I just was in this moment of realizing I just had this very big hit that was like, you were not going to find him on Instagram or Instagram. Yeah. Um, you're not going to find him. <laughs> you might doesn't, find him on doesn't Instagram. matter. Doesn't matter. You're not going to find him on the internet. And I was, cause I dove back into it. Um, 
a couple of weeks ago, I dove back into it. I like fired up Tinder again. I hadn't used that in a while. Mm-hmm. I, I went back on Hinge and reset up my profile. I, you mm-hmm. know, had deleted Bumble how many times? And and then I just mm-hmm. was like, oh, my God, it's so true. I'm not going to. And it feels that way because you'll hear stories. Like my facialist was like, I met my boyfriend on Bumble. And, you know, Megan met her boyfriend you on OkCupid. Yeah, Beth Briggs um, started uh, like she's like got the best skin, and she was like she gets a facial once a month, and I was like I'm gonna do that. So now I, I've 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 gone twice. Um, love that. Mm-hmm. Oil and water, it's excellent here in San Francisco. She's amazing. Anyway, oh, that's um, the name. Oil and water is the name, and her name is Lisa, and she puts her little wop swaps on you while you, she's doing your facial, and she's adorable and funny, and I love her. Um, anyway. But the, but she, you know, I, I just, you hear these stories of all these people that meet their person and then you're, when it hasn't worked for you and it doesn't work for you because it's just not, it just doesn't. And, um, it gamifies love to me. And I just totally was sitting there and I said, I can't do this. And, and I deleted them all. And then the next day, I, you know, the guy, I'm not kidding. Like the next day I went out to coffee with this guy interesting man um then this the guy that makes my coffee asked me out got my number um and like uh, and then and then this other guy that i had dated uh, we had an exchange and and i somebody i'm interested in he's asked me if we if we wanted to hang out in the new year and um i'm not kidding within like the like it was within the next day i had like three connections from real life that regardless of whether or not they pan out or not, it was just a huge uh, confirmation. Yeah. That is it's just energy. Me, I mean, that's all energy. It's real. <laughs> you know, you well, know, like, you can say that like it's all energy, but that doesn't, it's, it's the craziest part of me. It's the oldest wound. It's the hardest part for me to, um, I like, I hate the whole, it's all energy piece because that makes it feel like, because then I start to tell myself, well, I'm putting the wrong energy out and there's something wrong with me because I should be able to attract him. And and anyway, it just puts all this no, shit on it. No, that's not how I mean it. I mean it like you – you your energy wasn't going into Bumble. Like I believe that. Like you – it's it's like when I shut down all the like the shit on my phone – like I talked myself into thinking that didn't matter, you know, like I could just leave all these things open and like it doesn't matter. And I think it matters. I think you like mm. have to signal your intention, you know, that you like close off stuff that's not working or that isn't in. It's not where it doesn't. It's like having all these little leaks, I feel like. I agree, but I, but I also like four years ago threw away all my ex-boyfriend stuff and that, you know, and it's still like, I'm just, all I'm saying is that I am having, I, I think that, yes, I agree. And also when you are, for me, it's the, it's been a really long time for me and I've done all of that shit. And then when you start to say like, I don't know, I, what I'm saying is that, even just saying it's the energy of it, of like doing all these actions. I agree. I think that like that does shift things, but also then it starts to be like, 
well, if I've done all of this, then why am I still single? If I've done all of this, I mean, that was what I wrote that piece about, like being alone and just saying, like, you start to say, like, there's something just fucking wrong with you. If you've done all the energetic moves, like deleted them out of your phone and stopped talking to all the ex-boyfriends and thrown away all of their stuff and delete all your dating apps and, you know, repeat mantras, like, um, and, you know, I mean, oh my God, I'm so, I guess what I'm saying is I'm just... I'm so sick of, of like, you know, blaming it on my energy, my shitty energy of the stupid things that I'm doing. And that's just, it's my stuff. I'm tired. Like, I'm just, I'm so fucking tired of this. I'm so fucking tired of this. I just am. And that yeah. shitty energy is, I'm sure, repelling men. And, you know, like, and then you get into this whole thing of feeling like I'm doing something wrong and I shouldn't feel the way that I feel and yada, yada, yada. So anyway. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I, I get It's that. the I same. Totally no, I know. It's just like, it's, um, how do I say this? It is, um, it wasn't like, how do I say this and, and, and not become a complete cunt for saying it? It's, it does feel a little bit like I did all this thing and now I'm dating this guy and it's normal and I've overcome this thing. And it, that's how it kind of comes off. To me, what I said. Yes. No, that's not at all what I meant. Okay. <laughs> it's uh, no, it's that I, I, there was a long period of not, I, I, I've been basically single for five years, except for all this, these things. And I also said in my story, I have done that a thousand times, but I didn't, my intention was different and I didn't do it so that I could meet somebody. I did it so that I could feel better because I mm. felt like such shit all the time. Yeah. I didn't meet it so I could like, ha- I mean, I don't even fucking believe in the, uh, th- this is the other side <laughs> of it. I don't even believe in love stories. Like I'm such a fucking hater when it comes to this stuff. I don't uh, like, I don't even know that that's where I, I don't believe in it. Like I, I truly, I'm such a dick when it comes to love stories. I'm like, I look at people and I'm like, yeah, just wait, you're going to be unhappy. I mean, everybody's, I, I, I have like such a, a gross attitude about it. Like everyone's going to be miserable. It's just a matter of time before someone shits <laughs> on it. Um, So it's not like I, I said I'm dating someone now because that's the, the part of the story that I'm in, but it's not like I have, achieved what I wanted because <laughs> that's not really what I was going no, for. No, I know. More- I know. I think it's not even you. It's just, I think there is this, like, I, I guess what, let me try and articulate this a little bit better. You know, for years, I think I read one of Gabby Bernstein's book five years ago about the work she did on relationships and then she met her husband. And then I did, and then I read, you know, and then there's, there's a lot of these, there are a lot of these, how do I say it? There's a lot of these, there is a lot of idea around that we do X, Y, and Z and then, you know, we do the work and then it opens the space or that, or the, or the old line is when you stop looking for it, then it happens. Or, you know, there's so much, um, over this, there's so much, um, like hocus pocus and I've done all the yeah, hocus but why pocus. Do, okay. So I have to call you on yourself. Why do you yeah. say literally the next day I had all these things come up? Like why, why bother saying that? <laughs> Okay, let's just get to the truth of it. I'm hateful about this. I'm so fucking hateful about this right now. I just am. I'm hateful about it. Everything else in my life is like working. And I am, and I accept this. And and everything I have tried, everything I have done, everything I have put into Mm -hmm. it, 
I what I said about the next day, three things happened, and what I meant by that was not because some magic portal opened up. I mean that I was proven to myself that it's possible to meet people in real life. That's honestly what I did mean by that. I didn't okay. mean to insinuate that I made I made a magic that I made magic by deleting dating apps because I've deleted the dating apps all at once. But I did have this like I did come to a conclusion that I wasn't going to find somebody like that I know the answer and that it's not going to be on the internet. And it was just a relief to not have to use that anymore because it's not working for me. And the next day right. it was re, you know, those, I'm not sh- like, the, but the it next day confirmed, these, like, Hey, there are people in real life. I can, can meet, meet people in real life, but I, yes, I mean, yes. But at the same point, like, I'm just, I'm so, um, I'm so over it, Laura. Like I'm You're so over talking about it. I'm so over talking about it and doing all the things for it. And I've spent, I don't know how much money on therapy and coaching and how much time, you know, on this one thing. And I just, oh, I, I, you know, I can't like get, I can't, I guess what I'm saying is, when you said it's energy, it just set it off in me. And I'm like, I'm so sick of thinking that it's my shitty fucked up energy. And that if I just yeah. delete mint, cause I did that after you told me to delete all the men in my phone, I was like, the, she's right. And then I went through and I deleted all the men in my phone. And guess what? That was May. That was in May, you know? And so it's just I know. like, there are some of us. And I do think for me, it's just not the time. I do. I mean, I just like, it's just not, yeah. it's not for whatever fucking reason it's just not the time and i'm so sick of like of running the marathon you know or the ultra marathon mm-hmm. fucking iron man whatever it is like it's just this part sucks there's no way around it i'm not doing anything wrong or right um i've done a lot of the work i've like handed it over my god box is full of names and and <laughs> desires I don't, you know, like I've been fucking Justin again and like I'm not crazy about it and I'm not like, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I, I don't know. I don't know how else to say it. Like I'm, I'm actually like there's, I, I don't think there's one more thing that I can do. I just don't think there's one more there's thing. There's not. I can do. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I have tried I, it. I totally get it. Oh, no, it's just. It's just, it's just funny because we see all, we always see, you know, like I, I, me saying I, I'm oversimplifying the story by saying I didn't oversimplifying the story. It did not, but it is, but it is the story. You know, it was more like for me, what I, what the point of it was like, I, there's like the time you, you know, okay, let me, let me, let me get, because this is worth it to talk about. It is. When you finally take the monkey off your back versus trying to manipulate the monkey, you know, like for me, this is, I'm talking about my experience. Like, but you didn't just take the monkey. You didn't just stop. Like, I think the thing that I'm having, it wasn't like after what happened in Monterey, that guy that came in for a night in in Boston happened. So God, you know what I I mean? Like it wasn't like, okay. Oh my God. Will you let me tell my story? Yes. But I, all I'm saying is, please don't become the person that says this magical thing happened in May, and then it just after, and then you met him. You know, like that. Please don't do that. That's what I'm saying. Let's make a pact to never do that. Okay. All right. Please I'm proceed. Not, I, I'm, I'm not I know. saying that. I'm and sorry. I'm, just, I'm an asshole. I'm being. I, I told just you. As much shit. What? I told you. I mean, I'm being an asshole about this. Please, I'm going to shut the fuck up. Please take the floor. <laughs> I, 
I I mean, we could spend three hours talking about this because I have. have just as much shit as I've ever had. All I'm saying is I there was a shift like I hit like the bottom got raised up a little bit or or maybe what happened in Monterey is I saw it stands out to me because it was the mo- it was the most pain. Yeah, it was very painful. And I saw something that I hadn't seen before, which is that that type of thing, like I saw that I do that and like that I had done it to myself in a way or that I, that I had been picking this type of person. Like I realized that it, I, I, I was playing the story out again. Like it had nothing to do with this guy. I hadn't even fucking met him. I still never met this guy. And I had a whole (laughs) The amount of psychic energy that that situation ate up for like six months was absurd. And it's not that I was like, and I'm done. And then everything shifted. I mean, it was so much more messy than that. But there was a time and it wasn't until like May or June, you know, months later where I was like, I, okay, I... I'm going to not do like one of these things anymore. Speaking uh, specifically about uh, the, the J I'm not going to do that. And then I'm not going to do that. And I'm not going to do that. And it's not that everything got fixed. It's just like, Oh, I, I am changing a little bit. Mm -hmm. I'm changing just a little bit by degrees. It's like I, and and I look at Monterey because I see that as a shift as like a turning point change. Yeah. Yeah. But it, but, but really, all this stuff happens. It's still I'm still dealing with all of it. I'm just dealing with it with like with a person, you know. Yeah. And it, 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 I don't know. It, my I also like we're in different situations, you know. Overall, like I, um, I don't know. I can't. T- I think we're just both like. <laughs> I'm like a little bit, I'm not hateful about it right now. And yeah. I, and it's not because I have someone in my life. It's more Are you like, sure though? But that does, I mean, like, please concede a little bit that it does change things when you have, like, if you, it does change things when you have someone in your life, like a stable presence, like you're getting, you're having sex on the regular, you're going on dates, you know, like you're going to dinner, like that does yeah, change, it change the hatefulness around it. Like it just does. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, no, it's just- and, that, and my shit is thinking that um, being in relationship is like a lesser state than being single. I mean, that is what I've thought my entire life. Like that somehow, like if I'm, I have this weirdness about being happy about being in a relationship or being okay with the part of me that wants that. And accepting that and not feeling like it's like the weird um, I've just it's because of my mom. I've always seen like being in love and being in a relationship is like this kind of lame state. <laughs> like it's the easier thing to do. And huh. yeah, and I so so for me, I don't know. It's complicated. I think oh, it's I think so my complicated. Point, my point is that my shit has just changed. Yes, it is so much different to be, to have someone to be like, 
dating, you said it, you like, you're ready to work on your stuff with someone in a relationship. That's and it right. does feel different. It does feel different. It does feel Working different. on your, like, like it was, it was a thing. Like all of my lessons have come on my own. I haven't had the opportunity to work on my stuff with another person in a really long time. I'm working with yeah. stuff on my own. And there's just like, you know, there's also the part that is, um, I don't know. These will be the hardest years of my life. And there's the part that's just tired of doing all the hard things without even just having a person besides you to, to, to bounce that off of to, to or just to eat, like, just yeah. the other night I, I guess was I, sitting down yeah. and I was, there was something that happened and I just went and I like sat in my window seat and I just like had this moment. I just like, if it was just even five minutes of like having somebody just like, you know, to talk to, to hold and to talk to that can just witness, just witness. I know. I know. And it's just, I find it to be, I just find it to be very, um, I find it, and, and and it makes, and there, and there's not, it's not without complexity and pride. There's, I mean, there's so much pride around the fact that I've been able to do this on my own outside of a relationship. And there's the, there's the sense I can make of doing it with that, of the sense of, of having to commit all of my energy to this and not having the energy to share. Um, you know, there's, mm-hmm. there's all of this, like it's none of this, nothing that anybody could write me right now listening to this, nothing, any of you, all of your thoughts are not unique. Because I've had all the thoughts. There's no unique approach to this or lens that I haven't applied to this. I understand, like Mary and I were at breakfast the other morning, Mary Vance and I, and Mary goes, well, I mean, it's kind of, she's like, I feel like you just are supposed to be giving birth to this thing. And it's kind of obvious why you don't have a relationship. And I and I, we're, I said, yeah. I go, I think that all the time. And she laughed and she's like, oh, I thought, you know, I thought that I just came up with that. And um, I mean, <laughs> no, she did. And we laughed. But it's just, yeah. there's no unique angle or lens on this. I've thought it all. I've experienced it all. It is the 31st of December. Um, I have worked every day except for Christmas and the day after Christmas. Um, I just, you know, my, my, I've, I've never been more busy in my life. Um, I'm doing mm-hmm. really hard things. And, and also it, it just isn't like I'm, and I'm human and it's, it's like, I don't want, you know, I mean, I'm just going to say it. It's hard. It is hard to have this conversation with you when you're in a relationship versus having this conversation with you when you're not. It's a very different thing. Um, and you know that you would feel the same if, if I was in one and, and you weren't, it just, it does change yeah, the dynamic the, of what we're talking about. I get it, but you can't like, uh, the thing is, I know what it's like also to be in a relationship and a marriage where it, it is where what it is it is i i will say this being in a relationship and a marriage where i it, the struggle of that is in my experience is not is is a, a zillion times harder um then you know just because you have a relationship doesn't mean like the stuff gets worse in a lot of cases, your shit gets worse. It doesn't get better because you have someone to like, um, that's there, you know, and it's not an, of course, it's like, a. it's not an, of course, because that, you know, that is like, that's a, that's a, uh, part of my history that we don't share, you know, that, and it's, so I, 
I don't know. I totally get what you're saying. I but think Laura, we're just in- you wouldn't have said this this thing you just said, this sentence you just said. You wouldn't have said that. That wouldn't have been on top of mind, you know, a month ago. You wouldn't have said that a month ago because you didn't. You weren't looking yeah, at it have. from the. Okay, it's, that's the truth though about my experience. Well, whatever. Mm. We're going in circles. I know. What do you? What would be? What would be the like? What would I? What could I say that would be like? Well, what could I say? Uh, I could ask you that. What could I say that would make it? Nothing. I'm not asking you to be to to say anything different. I get it. I get why. I get where you are. Like, and I get and not, I in the same the same. I'm not asking. I don't think I'm asking you to say anything different either. I get where you are, and I mean, and also it's just like I don't know. I mean, again, like I'm t- like I have I'm sick. I have you're sick. I have so like my skin is so thin right now i'm so tired right now and and i'm just that's it like it's just if we were having this conversation on a different day um you know it would we know something else to say right but i'm feisty and i'm not like and i'm just super bummed right now that's all right yeah yeah it has nothing to do with you (laughs) i know i know and i do acknowledge that it's really annoying when someone is in a relationship to (laughs) hear you know any of it like I do I do get that for sure oh it's I mean it is what it is it's the it's the thing you know it is the thing it's the thing it's the thing it's the thing that I will work you know have worked the hardest on and um and I think you could say that too Mm -hmm. for sure Oh, but I have a cat. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> the year we both got cats. <clears throat> you know what's funny about our cats too? They look, when people commented on this, they look like us. Like our cats look like us. Yeah. Cat, well, I thought your cat is a very obvious choice. You know, like your cat is a well, very. So is yours. Yeah. <laughs> like she like when you take a picture that picture of you with her when you're in the bath I'm like oh my god and I would never have picked your cat you would have never picked my cat so I would have funny. never picked your cat your cat that's not my cat yeah yeah anyway oh my god how tired of you of us talking all right do you want to move to the next stuff <laughs> can we burn this do we have to post this <laughs> Do, you, Do people hate us? Are they quitting home in 2018? <laughs> <laughs> I think no, I mean, it's just it. like, it's the small, it's so funny because I'm sitting here and I'm like, God, fuck, I just can't put this out. Like, I can't share this part. Um, It's so messy and it's so chaotic and it's so small and it's embarrassing. Oh. And Well, but that's how it feels. And yet, you know, of course we're going to put that out, you know. Well, yeah, and and I'm sitting here going like fuck you for diminishing things because I am quote unquote in a relationship like it that's how it feels to me and it's like no, I I'm not coming from that place, but it's this is this is both of our like our well this is actually how we are. Like this is I mean, it's just it is how we are. <laughs> no, I mean like what we're what we're talking about is like right. It, it's actually a, a a conversation that we're having about 
what's happening in life. So it is kind of how we are. I mean, it's, you know, this is where we're at. <laughs> yeah, this is the... Um, yeah, this wasn't a script. Okay. Um, <laughs> if if oh it was, the screenwriter, scriptwriter needs to be fucking fired. fired. <laughs> All right. How is your sobriety? <laughs> <laughs> Sobriety. Um, my sobriety is good. Um, I'm trying to think if I have anything interesting to say about that. I mean, the, the article we talked about, um, I don't know. I, I feel, I feel good. Um, I feel sober. I'll be, yeah, I feel sober. <laughs> I, it, it's funny. I, I, you know, spent the week, the last week in, in, um, Vermont with my modern family and friends. <laughs> and, um, you know, the only comment I would make on like in having to do a sobriety is that a couple of years ago, I remember doing the same thing and it being pretty uncomfortable. Like I just, mm-hmm. I, it was still, yeah. it was still, I was still very aware you know, of alcohol or drinking, not drinking and very aware. And it made me tired all the time. Thinking about it. um, You mean being aware of it? Thinking about it, noticing it, trying to like uh, talk, you know, it just felt very, it was a lot. It was still, it feel, it was still very woven into my DNA, you know, the, yeah, the, um, the part of my identity that was a drinker. Yeah. And I feel the part like, of your what? Uh, the part of your. My identity. Yeah. As a drinker. Like I was yeah. still mourning it. I was still, it was still in there. Uh, consciously and unconsciously. And now it's not, it's really not like, it's not that I'm beyond it. It's never, I never think about it or whatever, but I kind of. Kind of normal. Well, you have a new normal. Like it's just like we are conditioned to think about alcohol as much as we do, and this is so important. I think it's such an important point because it 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 actually is possible as time goes on um, to to have your to to, for it to be normal that it's just not part of your existence. It's just not. It's not a thing. It's just like when you see, you know, I don't notice. I don't notice. um, You know cans of Cokes at parties or, you know, like it's just, right. it's not a thing. Um, right. And I thought I would never get there. Like that yeah. was to me, I'm writing a part in my book right now about my first like dinner out yeah. that I yeah. had with a sober person and how arresting it was on my senses. Like I <clears throat> literally was at this dinner and I thought like I was trying to make excuses to leave because it was so uncomfortable for me, you know, and then like every, everything was just, it's like, um, it's just exhausting and arresting. And I never thought, and, and the thought that hurts the worst is it's always going to be like this, you know, I'm always yeah. going to feel this way. And, um, I guess I just really like, I realized that it doesn't feel that way because, um, I was writing home from the, the weekend last night or the week. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, I, I'm not super close with the guys writing with. It was like everyone else was staying up there and I was coming back um, here at home for this weekend. And 
So I rode home and we we were talking about like, what are you doing for New Year's Eve? And he was like, are you going to go out? I'm like, no, I don't know. I'm not much of like a, I don't, I'm not much of it. He goes, well, you don't drink. I'm like, yeah, there's that, but I don't really stay up past midnight like ever. <laughs> and uh, and it was like I wouldn't have said it's because I don't drink. You know, it was more like, oh yeah, that's true. And like he knows that. Why do? And like he thinks about that. And I, it's just, it shifts. You know, it really changes. And yeah. I want, I want to share that because a lot of the emails I've received recently are does this get better? Does it get easier? And I actually answered one on my blog, um, like a couple, a week ago, last week, just like, it just does get different. It does. It gets better. It changes dramatically. Which isn't to say that there aren't times that it doesn't suck and there aren't times that it hurts or that you miss it or, you know, and I don't feel that way about alcohol so much as I do about pot, um, you know, mm-hmm. and it's just like, but it is also just this, it's a, it's a, it's a passing thing. It's not a, it's a, it's a bump. Um, if it happens and it's also right. Right. And it's like recognize it and you can look at it. It doesn't carry that weight. I mean, when I was writing about my, that night out, like a first dinner out, I just, it's so hard to even write about because it's just like the scramble in your brain, like your body's freaking out because you, your muscle memory has everything to do with like, I, I mean, in this place I went, I'd never been, I'd never gone to dinner without drinking from like the time I was in college until then, like 15 years later, say for, you know, when I was pregnant, like never. And I think it's just so clear to me that, um, like our bodies carry these memories and our everything. It was like so hardwired in my brain and it made me feel desperate and crazy and sad and pissed off and, and I just don't feel that way. I don't feel like anything's missing now. Um, you know, so that, that, that's different. And that even last year, I would say I would still feel those, you know, it's, it's feels like it's, um, it, there's a stark difference in year in year three where it, it's just not even in my consideration yeah. set. Yep. So how's your sobriety? It's going great. I don't know. I mean, it's almost five years. It's, it's, um, it's, I don't, I don't have much to say about it. I, I think it's, I think it's want to talk about when you went to the dentist? Oh yeah, I do. Yeah, I do want to talk <laughs> about that. Thanks. Thanks yeah. for prompting that. Um, yeah, I did laughing gas at the, I did. Uh, <laughs> I used, I, you, my dentist provided, uh, laughing gas, um, and it was really terrifying. Um, I have really, really bad um, teeth problems, and I had I had a four hours worth of um, <laughs> uh, drilling and replace whatever. I had like two crowns and two cavities, and that was just one section of my mouth. I actually have to have that done three more times. Um, basically, my my mouth is um, falling apart. Um, anyway. Long story short, I she I usually have panic attacks about um, needles in my mouth because um, I'm afraid it's, it's awful. <laughs> well, I also am afraid they're going to hit a nerve and I'm going to have a paralyzed face forever. Um, I've read oh stories. God. I know I have crazy. There are, we all have our things. That is one of my things. Um, 
Mm-hmm. And no, um, and also cringe. my and it and usually and also even when they do numb it out, I usually can feel it. Um, because my my I mean my I you know bulimic for years. I just have a lot of exposed nerves. And anyway, so she offered me uh, nitrous. She they'd offered it before, and I had refused it. And then I just I took it. I took the nitrous oxide and um, it was interesting because I was terrifying to do it. And I asked them a hundred times, like if it would, you know, like how the effects on it and whatever. So I did it and um, it was amazing. I have not been high in a really long time. And, um, and I just, it was a, I mean, it's just an interesting thing to kind of think about because I enjoyed it. Um, I enjoyed being, um, <laughs> I enjoyed being on the drugs and <laughs> on the drugs. Is that what you said? Or did you just say on drugs and it did a little skip? I said on the drugs. I enjoyed it. And I, the thing that I told you about was that it was, I had forgotten. And I, I mean, it's been so long. I had forgotten how good it feels to leave this heavy body. And that was, I wanted to, I wanted to write about it and I probably will at some point. I don't know how to do it, but it was just this, they gave it to me. I had the mask on for a while and I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like I, I thought I was feeling the effects of it. And then they were like, now we're going to turn on the nitrous part of it. And then it was like, (laughs) oh, it happened so fast. And then I couldn't talk to them. And I like my dentist was, there was a fan blowing on her and she was standing over me and it was blowing her hair. And I just wanted to laugh because it looked like she was like on set of like her, like, uh, you know, it was just, and, um, I was so embarrassed that I was fucked up and I was like trying to tell them, like, you know what I mean? Trying to act like I wasn't fucked up. I was trying, I was trying to be chill and I wasn't. I was like, yeah, this is fun. Anyway, um, but the point of it is that I, the biggest takeaway of it was I, I just remembered, um, I remembered, how heavy it is to be awake and how heavy it is to have this body and how heavy it is mm-hmm. for my soul to be within this body. And I was talking, I had some friends over that night at my house and I was talking to my friend Regina who's sober. And I was just saying, I went to the dentist today and I got fucked up on nitrous. And I said, can we talk about that for a second? And she was like, yeah. And I said, I have forgotten how good it feels to to numb my body and to like numb mm-hmm. out, like to, to not be attached to the pain of existing. And that was the only way I could explain it to her. Like I just had forgotten yeah. how hard it is to be alive and how yeah. heavy it is. And for a fleeting fucking moment, I couldn't feel my body and I felt like I was released. And I just had this, um, I just had this experience that reminded me of how hard it is to be sober and awake because I wasn't for a minute. I don't know. I don't know what to go from. I don't know what else to offer besides that. And I feel you and I, I told you about it. You said you're going to tell people about that. And um, I don't know. Well, I had flashbacks to the like, you know. Well, to talking about ayahuasca and then people saying, I'm going to go and do LSD and I'm going to try cocaine. I've been, you know, like we had, I said, the permission. Right. (laughs) Right. Like, um, we, we had that guy on our show and we took the, the, the episode down because our community was like, I hadn't, you know, I, I, I'm going to keep using, like, there was just a lot of people that had stuff stashed away that were like, I've been thinking about it. Now I know I'm going to try it. And so we do, I do feel a responsibility 
But I'm not. I'm talking about. I took dr- like you know. I took drugs during a dentist appointment. It's not like I'm gonna you know. And you're not I mean, saying like I get it, guys. Go get high. You're like, oh right. This is why. It, no, it I'm does, saying I was reminded of a, of why that ap- I I was reminded of how hard it is to get to the place I am now, which is where I see the value in being in not escaping like ever and uh, ever. Yeah. Right. Except through yo and it's, and it is, it's like when people say like, Oh my God, doing all like doing the Kundalini and the breath work and the yoga and the meditation and the eating and like all the stuff we do to kind of release ourselves from the heaviness of existence. Um, it takes so much work to get there. And oftentimes I'll just be like, you know, cry me a river, you know, like go, like do the work, you know? And like, it's just like, that's my, in, my instinct at this point. And I, I guess what I wanted to say with to it was just that, um, it was a, it was a nice reminder to, to realize, um, how hard it is to make that transition from using things that allow you to escape. And also our yeah. people are so heavily, like we are the people that, that really kind of find themselves in a place where they're confronting not using drugs and alcohol to make it through life. Um, like there are people that use those things because the, the burden is heavier, right? Like they, it's just, yeah. we are, yeah. it is a fucking, I was just talking to Lara Frazier last night and we were just like being woke is, or she said being woke is hard AF. And I was like, Oh my God, you know, it just is. And I guess it's, it was just an yeah. acknowledgement to say like, I get it. But it's also like the alternative is what to be on nitrous your whole like I couldn't talk, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah. and I'm not, no, I'm not benefiting from it this moment or nor was I immediately thereafter. Right. Like it was like, it was a moment of release and, you know, and part of me is just like, fuck, you know, it's just, um, it's, it's hard being alive. That's all I guess. Yeah. I, I, I think it's, um, I, I take from it that like, um, I, cause you feel that I remember feeling very distinctly in my first, um, few like meetings that I went to where, where I was like, Oh, these people are fucking warriors. Like this is where all the badasses (laughs) really are because this is hard shit. And like just getting through the day sober, not doing that. And like, Feeling what it actually feels to be alive and yes. without that is yes. is crazy hard. And you lose that over time. It just, like I was saying, it becomes your new normal. And you got like a glimpse, you got a glimpse of like, you know, oh, that's what it feels like to like come out of that. And you felt the heaviness, you know, yeah. and it's true. Like, oh. Right. And then the other part of this is like, there's like a couple things to kind of follow it up with, which is that. You don't like the, but you don't have access to all the other stuff. You don't have, like when you, when you turn that off, you don't have access to the parts of you that actually make existence beautiful. Like my, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I didn't, I wasn't living until I stopped doing this shit. I wasn't actually living. Um, Anyway. Totally. Yeah. No, it's, I'm so glad you talked about it because it's, it's a perspective that you don't, you can't really. Well, you can't like go and get fucked. <laughs> I'm not doing, you know, like I can't go and do drugs and come back and report. Um, <laughs> right. And you would want to and be stupid. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, um, it was interesting. 
anyway, um, yeah, and I'm a little – it feels a little, like, guilty-ish. Like, I feel like, well, why, why would you use, you know – why would you use that? Why not just, you know, do it without the drugs or whatever and whatnot? And, um, you know, I still, I do, I'm sure there's somebody that's saying that. Um, but also, that's all right. to you're their, allowed to. to each their fucking own. Um, <laughs> you're allowed to use um, drugs to not die at the dentist. No, I mean, it was yeah. to make it easier, you know. On the yeah, other hand, I have been exploring making it through my period without ibuprofen, which is a whole other story. All right. Um, oh, my God. This is so long. Let's keep moving. Um, you want to talk about career? How's your career going? Um, my career your, is – your dharma. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, my work is great. I'm, like, the luckiest person ever. And uh, it's n- not without struggle, this book. I texted you the other night, like, my, my, might my, my book might kill me, but yeah. that's all right. You know, it's a good way to die. Um, but work is going great, and I I just feel very lucky, and I uh, there's a lot of unknown, but I feel okay within that. And this year, I mean, this was the year where I kind of had to, like, see if I could – this is the, f- the first full year that I've had um, – where I'm not, where I'm doing my thing on my own, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I made it like I'm, I'm here and I was able to support myself and then, and you, you know, did it. it's, it's you pulled it, did off. it. So, so that feels, it feels good. And <clears throat> I mean, I feel, I just feel lucky when it comes to work. Yeah. I don't have much to say you know, I could talk about book and blah, blah, but I won't. Not for this one. What about you? Um, yeah, my career's going great. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I, uh, we, I, uh, secured investment from venture firms. I am a venture backed company. Um, yes, you are. Great firms. Uh, and that just happened two days before Christmas. So, uh, yeah, I don't know how to, I explained, I've been trying to explain what that feels like and what that feels like is, Mm -hmm. I mean, I have four, there's four of us that are full-time employees now and, um, and I'm doing the largest hip sobriety school I've ever done. And that's what I, you know, that's what I took investment on is to create a new recovery modality. And mm-hmm. it, it is. We're doing it. And I'm doing it. And I was ex- I'm just trying to explain that it feels, um, I mean, it's crazy because it's, you know, I have. I have a, a you know a different I like I didn't sell hip sobriety to the school just to to make the next payroll you know or um right, you know right. just to like it's not I have money and means and, and and a set of wonderful advisors and and all sorts of stuff that I it's a very different and a you know, vision thing. and a people yeah. and yeah you're running yes. a company now right um which I've always wanted to do um but mm-hmm. I at the same point uh it's just for me it was and this is I do want to say like this is this is the part that um I feel most fortunate about is that it just felt like the next step and it didn't change any way of it it's not it will change how we operate obviously but it didn't change uh, you know it's it it didn't change my focus or or 
you know, it, it's just okay. It yeah, was the can, natural evolution of this, right? And it was just basically like like when when um, Facebook went public, they posted around the office. They had these signs up that said, "Keep your," I think it said, "like keep your head down and keep shipping," or just keep shipping, and and that's it. Like it's just okay, mm-hmm. great. We have you know we have means. Let's keep shipping and keep doing this work. Mm-hmm. And so it's. Um, yeah, but it's just a very different existence, and it's also one again that is uh, that is met with, and it was it was so hard. It was the hardest thing that I've ever done, um, which you know, and and it will only mm-hmm. get harder. And again, it just kind of comes back to this place of well, there's all of that. Like this side of things is so I'm so good at this side of things. You know, I'm so good mm-hmm. at my career part. I'm so good at I've found what I should be doing. That's so it's such a fortunate thing, and it's so sealed up and I'm so grateful for it. Um, and it also is interesting. It's, it's funny because it also highlights, um, how painful this other part is, if that makes it just, Mm -hmm. it, it just, it, it, like when we get the thing that we've been chasing, um, then we, you know, obviously not obviously, but I think it's just a human tendency to turn towards a thing that's, that we don't have. Yeah, that we that we don't yeah. have. Right. Yeah. But my it's going I mean, I don't I, I don't have enough I don't have the right words. Um and this year will be very interesting it to um it'll how this year unfolds will be incredibly interesting. I'll I'll, I'll I'm looking forward to where we'll be next year. Um but I plan on, Me too. on having a you know, like it's it's a matter of hiring a product team, like engineers and uh, designers so awesome. and uh, working with a creative agency and, um, po- you know, potentially rebranding and changing the name of my company and yeah. building, you know, there's just, there's a lot of things that are in motion and it's, um, yeah, it's, it's overwhelming. I love yeah. it. And I love watching it. Yeah. So it's great. It's the most, it's the area where I'm the most adult. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the last is how's your home life? Uh, well, what did I text you last night? Like, and and I, and I was like, I actually cried. I set up okay. The home, anyways, listening knows like I moved and I have this home for the first time ever in my life as an adult. That is like a reflection of who I am. I care about it. I take. I picked out everything. I spent my money. I love my home. Mm-hmm. And I got home yesterday and I set up Sonos. <laughs> Such a stupid little thing, but I like I'm a big music person, right? And mm-hmm. I've been having I have this and yet I, you know, have this one speaker that my mom bought me. It's like one of those, you know, Bluetooth speakers or whatever that's mm-hmm. like I carry around in the house and turn yeah. music on. And your pill, um, you have a pill. It's my little pill, yeah. And um, and for Christmas, I bought myself Sonos, just like two speakers, and I set them up, and I turned on the music, and it sounded so beautiful. It's and crazy. I just like cried because it's I this is at 40 years old I have finally learned how to take care of myself and my my life yeah it's it's so beyond miraculous to me it's just 
that these it, small mean, things. And you mean this in the way that it just is that you are that you actually it's not just like oh god it's not just holding it together it's not just duct taping it together it's yes, actually it's actively like- progressively working towards like manifesting the environment you want to live in the relationships you want to have like the like the the bills are paid the car you know like it's it's is that what you mean yeah it's not yeah it's not like a holding it together it's like this is a it's an expression of how i feel it's like an expression of gratitude yeah (laughs) and like abundance and I feel like a fucking stupid self-help book or something but it's I didn't I was always just hanging on I was always just like the stuff I had was the stuff that I inherited or like kept you know it just it wasn't a conscious choice none of the things in my house were conscious choice because I wasn't I was I was in a struggle always, you know, I was yeah. just barely keeping my shit together. And yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, it feels very important and I'm proud. Like I, t- I'm just proud of myself that mm. I am here. And I mean, my, my little home is such a, like, like Alma loves being here and we love like being on the couch and, that I picked out. It's exactly what I wanted. You know, it's exactly what I wanted. And I, and I feel so, I feel at home in my home and, and that feels very special to me. And I earned every single little piece of it, you know, and it's, it's supported by me. It's not, it's not something it's just supported by me it was all actively it's my you. choice it's what you've created it's what you've uh, yeah were we were we talking about how that one guy came over to my apartment that one time and asked didn't like the yeah. bartender okay yeah we're successful yeah <laughs> right. yeah which is just the, it's the same thing, right? Which is that it doesn't um, – it's reflect like your your environment. And your environments are so important. And your environment is reflective of kind of like your internal, you know, like your internal condition, right? Like it's reflective of like what's happening on the inside. Yeah. Yeah. And I – yes, that's yeah. exactly what it is. And I – like I feel like my it's settled. inside – It's settled and it's – and it just feels good. It's not – like I'm not, I didn't out, you know, I didn't buy shit that I can't afford or pay for. Like yeah. when I, I, everything used to just be scattered, you know, it was like, yeah. oh, I'm going to go crazy and buy this one thing and blah, and, and I'm not going to take care of it. And then I'm going to like, you know, everything, nothing else fits. It's like, the, it, it just feels integrated. Like my insides yeah. match my outsides and I trust that I can take care of these things and I pay right. attention to the stuff I have, you right. know? Yeah. I keep it like it's clean. Clean. I, I know. I so the know. Sonos was just like it was like coming home to Did you place did that you I, hang it? Did you hang the Sonos? No, I didn't hang it. It's just but you know, the speakers are so pretty too. They're like white like everything else in my house and there's like a yeah. spot for I put one downstairs in my living room and one upstairs in my bedroom and i it sounds amazing amazing so i know this should be a commercial for sonos i know i want to get them so bad oh, um, them. the reason i got them um i mean i would have gotten them anyway but west elm sells them and um, because never. 
Oh, that's right. You hate West Elm. But I, I had a good experience with West Elm. <laughs> Contrary to your shitty, shitty experience. I had good experience. And my, most of my home is West Elm. Um, and because I had bought so much, I had like credits. And so I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to get myself Sonos. Um, so I don't know. I just, I home feels lovely and happy and content and it feels really important. I never knew that I would be this. I never thought I would be this person that I could be this person that like, we, we've talked about that, right? We'd go into like going into people's houses and being like, how does this, how did you do this? How did you make this? Yeah. How did you make this happen? (laughs) And uh, yeah, I I made it happen. It feels fucking great. No, I get it. I get it completely. I feel the same. I mean, that's yeah. good. It's a good reflection of what I feel. Now, you just have to come to my house. I've been to <laughs> yours. To it done. Oh, yeah, it wasn't done. I know. I do need but to come to Boston. But I'll definitely come out. I was playing last night. I was like, when should I come out there? Um, and I will, for sure, in like, I don't know, spring or something. Um, yeah, we'll but I, I, the other funny thing is I have your Christmas gift right here all Aww. wrapped and everything. Oh my God, you wrapped them? Um, did you but get the I package did. that I sent you? Which one? The stuff you left at my place. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. All right. Okay. Um, it's so long. This is so long. Do you want to just end That's it here? Okay. Or did you want to talk about your 2018 well, okay, what's one thing? Just name one thing that you're like hoping for, looking forward to focusing on for 2018. Whatever. We, it doesn't it can be like whatever. Um I think what I'm looking towards focusing on and this has been something that I've been um I've been that's been happening for me which you would not be able to tell from the way that uh from from my level of of, of excitement and um aggravation on this particular show (laughs) but Uh one thing I've been looking that I've been doing is just noticing like it's just um being present I mean this is what I've always wanted right like I this thing happened the thing that I have been working on I mean I I don't know if I sent you my original pitch deck my investor pitch deck for 2014 um like a couple months after I quit my job I went and talked to an investor and I had this like I used google like slideshow presentation and I made this this it was just funny. I sent it to Jeff and I said, um, like I was like, check out the last slide, and it was all needs and it said money. Um, I mean, it was just like <laughs> money, <laughs> but the vision was the vision I have now. It was, it yeah. was, I sold, I actually sold to investors, um, the same vision I tried to sell, um, to an investor in 2014, and so it's this this long road towards working and, and I mean long, like, you know, like, like this is all I've, yeah, all I've fucking but you done. Knew. But I knew. I right. And like, I knew, and this is all, but this is like, I have to say that like, this is all it to the, you know, like, it's so funny because I got like four offers to go to coffee from friends the other day. And I just mm-hmm. laughed. I was just like, who goes to coffee? Who has time? <laughs> um, no, but it was just like, but it's so, it's so everything that I have done has been at the, you know, at the cost of my social life, at the cost of my love life. Mm-hmm. I do believe at the cost of mm-hmm. my 
um, you know, spending time with my family. Um, and mm-hmm. I look old. I mean, it's aged me. It has just totally fucking aged me. And, um, and this is just the beginning. You know, there's a very long path to go. Um, and so, but I just, am the other, you know, like, I don't know, maybe a couple weeks ago, I was just like, if I'm not feeling like the gratitude and the expansiveness of where I am and what I've been able to do on the regular, if I'm not sitting down yeah. to a meeting with my staff, if I'm not, if I'm not on my, you know, walking to yoga and remembering, if I'm not, you know, waking up and remembering, then it is then there is no point to it. And so for me, it has been just like you savored putting your Sonos up. And, and I know you savor so many things in, you, in your in writing. And you know, I know that like, but it has been this very big, like um, actually focusing on how my heart feels. And mm-hmm. just because I have to reconnect myself. I have to actively work to connect myself to how lucky I am and what it is and the life yeah. that I've made and and the great – and the fucking – you know, Steph Snyder posted this thing the other night and she was like, I should have died, but I didn't. And because I didn't die, mm-hmm. I'm here for a reason and you better fucking believe I'm going to make the best of what I'm here for. And I should have died mm-hmm. and I didn't die. And for whatever reason, I was granted this ability to continue on in this earth, in this body, this very heavy, burdened body to do this thing. And I'm going to do it. But I also – it is so pointless if I'm not infusing, if I'm not remembering – if I'm not remembering how how lucky I am and how fun it is and that, and that at any point in time I can actually connect. So I – you know, for this year, yeah. I mean, obviously I want a partner. Obviously I want a partner. You know, obviously I want more of a social life. Ha. Huh? You know, obviously I want to build my company. Obviously I want to do, you know, all these things. I'm going to, you know, I want to go to Rome for a bit. And I, you know, I have, I, there's things I want to do. And the same, at the same point, the thing that I really want the most is to, um, connect and it's working. I mean, I'm, ex- I am back at that point that I was in 2000 and, you know, like when I was at my old job and when I first got sober, I I didn't want to go to bed and I couldn't wait to wake up. And I'm back yeah. at that place again where I'm just like, oh, I don't want to go to bed because it feels like a waste to sleep. And I can't wait to wake up because I get to start working on this stuff. <laughs> and do more and things. Yeah. Do yeah, yeah. all the things. Um, and so, yeah. So I think it's just this like connection and this presence to um, to what's actually happening, you know. What about you? I love that. And I think, no, I love that. I think, yeah. And I, I can't wait for you or not. I can't wait. That's not what I mean. I, I think that's perfect for you. And I want that for you, you know, because you deserve, you deserve it. And also it's like your heart deserves that. Like you've worked your fucking ass off and it is a waste if you can't feel that you know yeah. like and just a, without any agenda just to right. live in your life yeah. yeah um to savor savor it I struggle with that a lot too I do uh, it, that's one of the reasons I got off Instagram is just like I can't uh, like I feel like I'm everything there's no moment of my life where I'm not thinking about how it's like all intertwined with work and I, and that's really cool on one hand because that's what I wanted you know I didn't want my, my work life and my life life to feel um so separated but now there's no separation like everything 
was about, it became about that. And I was like, it's almost, it's just, just living through my fucking phone. I didn't want to feel like I was doing that. And I was really doing that. Um, <clears throat> so that's one small, but big way. I was like, I, I'm going to check out of that for a while. Um, and I said it was going to be till 2018, like until the new year, till tomorrow, but I might extend it for a while. Um, uh, what about me? So I, 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 I just, this year I want to, I, I think of a word every year. Um, like I know a lot of people do, but I really like that notion. And then for 2016, it was build for 2017. I had to think about what it was. Cause I don't think I was, at, I stayed super attached to it, but I remembered it was faith, which was apropos. And this year it's going to be devotion. Um, and for me, it's about like, I want to, I'm going to finish this book, uh, and put it out into the world in, you know, whatever way, whether that means like it's going to be sold or it's going to be just complete. And I start the next thing. I don't know. No, it'll be sold. I'll sell my book. And, um, of course you will. yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and devotion like to the, uh, I, I want to keep remembering and what is, what is really important to me, you know, yeah. and, um, and be in my life more. It's very similar to what you said, like focusing on, it's good when I go up to Vermont, um, because I am really pulled out of the online world and into the, the world world in a lot of ways, you know, just focusing on, what, I'm making the kids for breakfast and what should we do for dinner tonight? And what, you know, playing card games and it slows things down a lot. And I really want more of that, like a lot, a lot more of that time spent in the, the physical world. Um, and focusing on, on what this next evolution of my work looks like, you know, what, yeah. And really just focusing on the writing. I mean, I, I keep coming back around to that. And um, I've definitely learned how much not writing goes into writing this year. And you know, how how easy it is to divert myself off of that path. And that I really don't want to. You know, that's really where I want. Like, you, you, you know, you're doing the thing that you that you have been working towards and focusing on and and uh I'm doing the same it's a, it's a process but yeah i think that's it i mean I, that's that's the big thing for me and that and that sort of includes everything you know yeah. i just want to be more in the in the physical world yeah i get it i totally get it i know that i know exactly what you mean yeah. all right well shall we so Ciao. Welcome to the new year, guys. And Happy 2018. Feels good. Feels good to say. Sorry that we just spoke for two hours. Hopefully we can <laughs> sorry, make that. Not sorry. <laughs> Hopefully you recover that time in your life. I love you. Love you too. Bye. Wait.